if you try and engage in an agreement with somebody else in order to take substantial steps towards committing some form of crime, then you've conspired in, in sort of the legal sense. Welcome to Foreign Policy. I'm Ben Pauker, FP's executive editor for The Web, and you're listening to The ER. I'm in Washington today, and I'm joined by Ben Wittes and Susan Hennessy of Lawfare. Ben Wittes is the editor-in-chief of Lawfare and a senior fellow in governance studies at the Brookings Institution. Susan Hennessy is the managing editor of Lawfare. She is also a fellow in national security and governance studies at Brookings. ER nerds, we love hearing from you. Have episode ideas or comments? You can email us at erpodcast at foreignpolicy.com. Recently, in our tiny podcast studio, high above Washington's DuPont Circle, we had the following conversation. So I'm thrilled for ER nerds and foreign policy readers to announce that uh, foreign policy and lawfare are entering into an exclusive partnership. And Ben and Susan, it's so nice to have you guys as part of the team. And you guys are going to be writing columns for us. We're going to be co-publishing some of the great stuff that you guys have on lawfare. And if uh, ER nerds and listeners, you guys don't know about Lawfare, you will soon. Uh, they do some of the best stuff in legal analysis and national security that you can read anywhere. And it's an, a pretty awesome addition to what FP is doing. So we're thrilled to have you guys. You guys also do your own podcast, Rational Security, which we're going to be distributing to FP listeners. Um, so we're psyched about that. But let's get into the Russia investigation stuff. We're excited about it. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled to have you guys. So there's no one better to ask about this stuff. There have been a few, I don't know, bombshells, semi-bombshells, scoops. It's hard to even know how these things land anymore, right? You sort of, you know about a story ahead of time. You think like, this is it. This is a bombshell. This and is going to take him down. It doesn't get much sort of, I don't know, pickup. And then a story that you're kind of like, well, we pretty much already knew that is presented in a new way. And like, it's front page news all over. It's, at least for me, it's been incredibly hard to predict, like, what is significant. So I don't do the prediction stuff in terms of, you know, what what the effect is going to be because I, you know, I just report the news. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not that. It's not that. It's it. That's that. That's not what I was going to say at all. Last year, I so lost confidence in my predictive ability about everything. I just don't do. Predi- I, you know, so. But I will say that the stories that have uh, come out this week. Uh, in my opinion, are objectively highly significant. And so, look, as we're sitting here uh, Friday morning, um, the Wall Street Journal yesterday um, put out a story that provides what, to my mind, is the first uh, concrete evidence, uh, not conclusive evidence, not not quite sure what it means, but it's some kind of concrete evidence of something that a reasonable person would look at and say that looks like collusion between people associated with the Trump campaign and people associated with Russian hackers who steal emails. And uh, that is precisely the thing that for months and months, uh, defenders of the president have said there's no evidence of. Uh, and they've cited the absence of evidence of that as a highly significant absence. Uh, and uh, it's a really weird story, but it does get you part of the way to precisely the thing that is said to not be there. So give, now, us, give us like the quick 30, 45 second backstory 
on this is Shane Harris's scoop in the journal. Yeah, so this is um, it's a scoop that uh, Harris has written about, and um, I think you know we're recording early, but you know there might be sort of additional elaboration as well over the coming days. Or listeners might know more than we do um, by this point. Um, but essentially, the allegation is that um, Peter W. Smith, who's like an opposition researcher, a Republican opposition researcher, unclear the level of his connection to the campaign. That's not unusual for opposition researchers, right? They're sort of quasi consultants. In, in lots of circumstances. Um, so unclear how tied he is to the campaign, but uh, he allegedly um, sort of made overtures to individuals within the information security community, essentially saying that he believed he was in contact with individuals who uh, might have had emails obtained from Hillary Clinton's private server. So these are different from the DNC emails that were released through WikiLeaks. Right. This isn't the Podesta stuff. Exactly. This is the... the Emails that they were digging around to try right, and that find she, this, that the she had deleted, saying right. that they were private and non-responsive to to uh, document requests. And and Jim Comey had, has testified under oath that he, there was no evidence that the private server had ever actually been compromised. But for whatever reason, this individual Peter Smith believes that they, that it has been, um, and believes that he's in contact with people who might have these emails, um, and that they might be Russian. And so he starts. Right, asking, there were a number of groups that he had allegedly been in contact with, right? Right. Um. So he sort of. He's essentially kind of trying to get these emails, trying to verify their authenticity. He's also doing something really interesting, which is that he's representing that he is working with, on behalf of, knows, right? He's sort of intimating that he has a connection to Michael Flynn and to Michael Flynn's son. Um, So this is sort of the first kind of concrete allegation that there is that, hey, not only is there steps towards collusion or conspiracy or whatever sort of legal rubric we're going to think about it. Under. And this was back last summer, right? When when well, Flynn well, was well, so this is, already working for the campaign. Yeah, so this already, is while in in yeah. in the in September. Oh, late. So yeah. and interestingly it follows remember Donald Trump in July in a speech publicly said, you know, to the Russians, if you have those missing Hillary Clinton emails, I'd love to see them. And that's what this campaign was about. It wasn't about DNC emails. It wasn't about, it was about the missing emails from Hillary Clinton's private email servers, um, which, you know, of course, the FBI says there's no evidence weren't deleted, as Hillary Clinton says, or that were in fact, hacked, but uh, there is a world uh, in which that is not believed. And uh... yeah, I mean, look, just to make this um, this story as weird as possible. <laughs> um, so Smith talks to Shane Harris at the Wall Street Journal, um, and a month later dies. Um, now, ten days later. Ten days yeah. later. Now that the guy sounds guys, like that sounds like the way the Russians. It's operate, very Russian-esque. Yeah. Now the guy's eighty-one years old. There's not any evidence of foul play or allegations, but it does um, add sort of a level of bizarreness to the situation. Um, it also makes it um, incredibly significant if there are other individuals that can corroborate this story, right? So his associates, other people that he's working with that either can speak to the level of his relationship with the Trump campaign, right? Because that's going to be the the real tie here. The What did the president know and when? Everyone uses surrogates and people who aren't officially connected. But whether Smith was really in, you know, deep conversation with Flynn and others 
is going to be the question. Right. The other thing that's going to be important here is, you know, look, whenever we start talking about the world of criminal law, um, which we might be talking about here, um, attempt is actually – it doesn't require that he – actually be talking to Russian hackers. It doesn't actually, it doesn't uh, mean that the uh, the server actually needs to have been hacked. If this is, if these allegations are genuine and if his, if his sort of connection to the campaign is genuine, the mere fact of attempts or efforts might end up being really, really significant, sort of separate and apart from the underlying accuracy of whether or not he was talking to someone who was trying to trick him, if, it, if these really were Russian hackers. Obviously, that changes the story. But I, I think this is this really is, has the potential to move the investigation forward in very substantial ways. So I would, there's two other variables here that are, I think, really significant. So one is that uh, there are these three very uh, innocent-looking paragraphs in the Wall Street Journal story which report that there is U.S. intelligence reporting based on apparently spying on Russian hackers, that there is a group of Russian hackers who was trying to figure out a way to get through a cutout Hillary Clinton emails to General Flynn. So they don't mention Smith. They don't mention that it's the same operation as Smith described to Shane Harris, but they do describe something that seems like the same thing taking place in roughly the same time period. But I think it's fair to say that the ball is not static here. It is actually moving on the field. So for, uh, you know, you guys are both lawyers. For, for I'm not. How Get dare out. you say I that? I am not lawyer. now, nor have ever been a lawyer. <laughs> and uh, you, you fake it really a well. A common misconception, I, but yeah. no. I, You're I, a uh, journalist, aren't you? I am a legal journalist. Yeah, God, um, that's the worst. It's the worst of both worlds. <laughs> so help me understand. If, if Smith were talking to supposed hackers, right, and maybe those hackers were Russian, and... Let's put aside the presumption that they may have been operating under the aegis of the Russian government or in service of the Russian government. Is just simply asking, hey, guys, do you have any Clinton emails? Is that a crime? I mean, I think collusion is almost a separate. Well, so collusion is a fake word. Collusion is actually a term of art in law. But it's in antitrust law when two companies get together to fix prices illegally, right? There's no such thing as collusion in this context. I'll let Susan talk about the law. But I want to say there's three really important factual variables here before you get to the law. So the first is, was this guy Smith really operating independently or was he operating in coordination with or on behalf of somebody associated with the campaign, right? Because if he's independent, it kind of doesn't matter what he did, right? Unless he were able to obtain these emails and then give them to the campaign and they accepted them. Right, right? but there's apparently no evidence of anything like a real email, right? So the, the, the first question is, what is the relationship between Smith and, and Flynn and the campaign? The second question is, were the people on the other end of these exchanges real Russian hackers or were they, you know, some... Maybe they were a 400-pound kid on a bed. On a bed. In, somewhere. Exactly. in a fun dress. Exactly. Um, you know, could these people have been delusional and being taken by, for a ride by, you know, some clowns they found on the dark web? And then the third question is, are there any actual emails at issue here? 
these guys were completely convinced that they were talking to uh, people that that 